0: What is up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy Paul.
1: And I'm Laura Norman. And this is episode 29, game 33, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Carolina Hurricanes for the third time in a row. And a big old L for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, Although now that I've had, we're recording this, about twenty four hours after the game ended, so I've had a little time to um let it soak in and you know last night, I was super disappointed because it's always disappointing and embarrassing to get shut out. It's especially that way when you're in your home arena. all that sort of jazz, but I find it kind of funny in the kind of season that we've been having that. When we just, for the first time all season, won a two-game series, that we were all holding on real hard to the idea that we would win three games in a row against the same team.
0: And like uh, a good team, not just like right. a Detroit or, you know.
1: Yeah, like a, like a definitely going into the playoffs, really solid playoff contender team that were also coming off for the first time all season, a three game losing streak. That, you know, so like I was very disappointed last night, but now I'm like, "It, it makes sense. I wish we would have scored a goal to at least make it not so embarrassing. But it makes sense that we lost.
0: Do you know something crazy?
1: Always.
0: Again, the Brian Hedder, Just thing. One day I'll get it right. But one of the two, today I'm going to give it to Just a I might have last time too. Um, had tweeted that the Hurricanes had never done one thing to the Blue Jackets in the 20-year history. Of the two teams playing. He tweeted that prior to the game. He was like, here's the trivia. What's the one thing that the Carolina Hurricanes have never done to the Blue Jackets? And it was shut shut them out. Yeah, had never done it before. He tweets, guess what they've never done? And guess what they do? (laughs) I was like, that's uncanny. Like, that was wild.
1: Well, and I think it was, I don't know if it was his no it wasn't his first career shut out but their goalie is from ohio um so there was some twitter talk about that him shutting out the blue jackets um, good old
0: parma do you want to know the stupidest fact in the world
1: about parma yeah sure in the
0: state of ohio as far as like population and like city goes where do you think parma is on the list of ohio cities
1: well, it's a suburb of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I like to live near Parma. Right. Bad. Um, I don't know. Like, fifth? It
0: is the seventh largest city in the state of Ohio.
1: And it was close.
0: Isn't that disgusting? I never would have guessed.
1: Well, I mean, it is, like, a fairly large suburb of Cleveland. It's also, like, nicely centered like in and around some of the other major suburbs of Cleveland and it has really easy access to the freeway so a lot of people who co- who work in Cleveland live in Parma and just commute so it's not an exciting place like it's literally just like a very oatmeal suburb of Cleveland but that is interesting to know that it's the seventh largest in where, Ohio
0: yeah that's where Meg is from
1: Oh shout out to Meg, Jeremy's roommate.
0: Meg is from Parma. So is my so is Matt. Like my old roommate Matt. So shout out to that.
1: Shout Uh, out also to that.
0: I just want to go to Little Italy because Meg always talks about Little Italy and Parma.
1: It is very adorable.
0: Yeah so put that on our list whenever we're visiting near your homeland. Noted. I applied to a job at Cleveland State. Maybe I'll get it. Maybe I'll live in Parma. That'd be fun. Um so I don't know if that actually makes any sense. Is that far away from Cleveland? Like, I don't know.
1: I think you could make it work if you really wanted to live in Parma. I think, <laughs> I think this is an interesting way that we are avoiding talking about the terrible loss last night is to talk about you potentially living in Cleveland.
0: Um, I'm sorry. Did you want to talk about anything else? Well, no, any-
1: I mean, not- I think there are some notable things. Uh, the first period actually wasn't that bad. Like, they were trying, you know, it really was pretty okay. They just couldn't, you know, what's really frustrating about this team is that they do not shoot the puck enough. I know this is a thing that we've said for years now, but you cannot win a game if you don't shoot the puck. And they literally had such a low shooting percentage last night. That was the second most embarrassing thing. Like, how do you play that many minutes of hockey and only have, I want to say it was like 14 shots on net last night that counted?
0: They got up to 19
1: okay 19 but (laughs) but that was basically i want to say a good solid amount of that 19 came in the last 10 minutes of the third period when they were just trying to really to at least score um and you just can't do that like you can't you know i don't understand like yes we've had some weirder situations where we've miraculously had really low shots on net and gotten, you know, two or three goals at, or I'll say two, two goals out of like seven shots. But those aren't like, that's not a thing that we do regularly. So I just, I think a lot of people, I think Torts also, um, we will talk about his incredibly short post game uh, press conference. Um, but I think a lot of people are frustrated. Even the, you know, even some of the announcers, even some of like the, you know, press that we follow on Twitter, we're saying like we don't want to be those people that yell shoot in the arena, but like shoot the goddamn puck. Like at least try. Like goals don't have to be pretty. They just have to count. And right now, we need every single goal that we can get to count in order to start winning games. So, that was the frustrating part. I I really do want to do a major shout out to our fourth line because they were the best line all night long, solidly for sixty minutes of hockey, which is the Eric Robinson, uh, Stephane Matteau. Uh, Ryan McInnis line because they just hammered it hard every single time they were out on the ice and they had such good energy and it sucks because they don't get to play that much and I know you're going to be mad at me for this but I'm not getting any less irritated with Patrick line
0: Well, sure. I mean, like, when he's supposed to score and the Blue Jacks get shut out, like, yeah. Like, I can understand that. Um,
1: But also, they were talking, Jody was talking last night about a couple of different times people were trying to set him up, and he didn't like it, so he just didn't do anything. Like, I don't, and I know that this is a different way for me to understand how teams can play based around one singular player's skill level. But here's the deal. We're not doing well. They're still like the organization of itself is still underneath, under the mindset that we can make it into the postseason. So they're still pushing to win games. So I, and I'm not a coach. I've never played hockey. Can't skate to save my life. But wouldn't the best option be to figure out what the to start scoring goals and not waste so much time trying to just set up one player who if it's not entirely to his liking just doesn't do anything like that is annoying
0: well nobody had more than two shots on goal last night but he was one of the people who had two so I mean like nobody was shooting the puck like nobody was and doing-
1: I- And I'm not just saying about last night, like I'm saying for the last several games. And like, I, I, I do still fully believe that he is a a good player. And that I understand the coming into a new situation in a season that is weird. And lots of things have been happening within this team, both on and off ice. I get it. But it's just not, for me, it's just not something that I, I get. And it doesn't seem like a practical way to go about things if he's not producing. And I know he's frustrated. He's And I know he doesn't have the confidence that he wants. He said it in his interviews. But he's not the only one. And the thing is, is even when we're not like there have been other players that have been producing so if we're gonna like I think the focus needs to be more on on that I don't know I could be totally talking out my ass because I really don't know the stuff but it's just frustrating like
0: yeah, I will say, I mean, like, we lose that game in regulation against Carolina on Sunday or no, Saturday without Patrick Line. I mean, like, he like set up that play with Seth Jones to score the game, like, the game tying goal in the last few seconds. I mean, like, the way that he like takes away from positions on the ice and like the way that he can just find people. I mean, he's just as good of a passer as he is a shooter. Like, and he's kind of made that clear, like, to me at least, like, over the course of the season, where it's like, And I think that's part of what he's trying to do, right? Like, he's trying, like, so hard to also be a good passer and, like, all that kind of stuff that he's, like, just not taking advantage of opportunities that he has. Um, I don't know how that gets fixed. Like, I don't know, like, what it is about, like, his confidence that isn't letting him shoot the puck. Like, I don't know if he's afraid that, that, like, him shooting the puck and it going south is going to lead to him getting benched, perhaps. I don't know why he would think that. That's never happened to him before. And so – so, yeah, I don't know. But, again, like, I don't think it's entirely lost, right? Like, I mean, like, he's he's going to be okay. Like, it's just a matter of trying to put him in situations that, like, he's comfortable with and trying to build up some of that confidence. It's just a matter of kind of just, like, sticking with it. I mean, to be fair, right, you look at the time on ice last night, um, you know, of forwards – he was, he was up there. He was. <clears throat> he played. Uh, Boone played more than him. Ollie played more than him. Cam played more than him. So fourth in minutes on the team, as far as forwards go. And I mean, not maybe like one or two shifts more than than Jack, than Max. So those top those three lines are kind of like pretty pretty steadfast like in in like i feel like they're somewhat equal but that fourth line doesn't get enough time i don't think
1: yeah and i mean again it's not like not like i don't think that he's a good player it's just that it seems like if we spread the love around a little bit more and also focused on other people's development, other lines would also produce.
0: I think the issue is he's trying to spread the love too much. Line A
1: is. Yeah, I'm not talking about that, though. I'm talking about, like, other players on the team. Like... It's just because they even, it was, I never agreed with anything more last night, but I think it was Brian Giesenslaw said, or it might have been John Luke Grampier, but you know, they were just like, it doesn't have to be just get the puck to Patrick Line, get the puck to Patrick Line, get the puck to Patrick Line. It's like, but that's how it feels like they're playing when he's on the ice. Like, It shouldn't necessarily, right now, it shouldn't necessarily be the focus, especially if you're going to put him out there and have people like Zach and Seth out there who are just as equally possible with scoring. Like, it just, it seems very singular focused in a time when we should be utilizing everyone's skill as much as possible just so that we can fucking score goals. But again, I am a novice. I don't know a lot of things. It also frustrates me that it seems like he can only shoot the puck in one very specific way. And again, that's great when he can do it not great when he doesn't do it. So I'm just, I'm frustrated from that standpoint. I'm not frustrated cause I think that he's keeping us entirely from winning games. The whole team is a double used teabag at this point. But you know, like when you make two cups of tea with the same teabag and the second cup is like weak, <laughs> For those of you who can't see us, Jeremy's eating chips and salsa. So he's already- I was
0: very much confused by like by it at first because it came out of nowhere. I got it, but I was like that's out, that's a new one. I don't even think I've heard you say that in our years of friendship.
1: It's kind of one I keep to myself because it's you have to explain it normally, but because I'm an avid tea drinker it is something that I Anyway, but yeah, it's just a general observation that I have as a fan, one that I also don't think is necessarily like individual to me, just based on like things that I read when scrolling through our Twitter account. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how there, you know, to make a very long rambling story short first period was fine. Second period was hot garbage. They allowed them to get too many goals consecutively and didn't respond well to it. They finally sort of figured it out in the last half of the third period, but it wasn't enough to even get us on the board. And that sucks. Um, Corby really, really tried. Um, Two of their goals were off. Some pretty unfortunate bounces. and there just wasn't much that he could have done in that situation. Uh so yeah. So it just sucked. And also again, in moments like this, and you could tell from the crowd last night that they were upset about certain things. Again, particularly our power play, because it it was it was real bad last night. Like it was just not great and you know i i typically don't like when um we boo our own team ever um but that happened a couple of times last night and uh, that's i guess the, the curse of having fans back in the building because i don't really think they hit the boo button when they're just pumping in the in the crowd sound from the soundboard but you know it's fine so we'll see we'll see how thursday goes um, we will be there on Thursday, so maybe we will have better luck, little good luck charm type of situation. I am 50-50 uh, since I've been to two games. Are you, did you, did it, did, when you went with your dad, did they win?
0: I'm on a point streak. Yeah, I've, I haven't, seen a game without a point yet this year they won when we were there too so like i'm 2-0 and one so far this year
1: so maybe i'm not gonna call myself a good luck charm but maybe jeremy is a good luck charm
0: i appreciate the sentiment
1: of course
0: i really do <clears throat> you know what's fun
1: mm.
0: our listenership was 10% finished before your rant.
1: <laughs> and they just did like this, the Blue Jackets just did this great article today about um, the impact that the Blue Jackets are having in Finland. And I almost wanted to retweet it on our account being like so many of our listeners by so many, like four, two, depending on the week um, are from Finland. Um, and we love them. And it's not that I don't like Patrick Laine. I'm just frustrated, frustrated by him as a person. And I am unfamiliar with this setup. As you should all know, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, I'm the one that doesn't know a whole lot. And I'm more emotional.
0: Whatever. You do not have to qualify that. You do know a lot. Give yourself, say three nice things about yourself right now on the podcast.
1: Right now on the podcast,
0: 100%. Yeah,
1: um, I have a great best friend. Okay, even though- that's
0: me though. Like that, you're you're complimenting me when you say that though. Like, I need you to compliment Laura.
1: Um, I have, I'm a pretty good baker. As I stare at the cake pops that I practiced tonight, um, I am a kickass aunt. If you ask my niece. I'm the coolest person in the world. She also just demanded that I never have children of my own the other day, because she's my only baby. Um, And. Yeah, I think you might only get two. I'm having kind of a rough week.
0: You've got this. I know you do.
1: I'm marginally good at my job when I can actually interact with students.
0: I will let that one slide, but the marginally made me question whether or not I was going to give you a pass on it. <laughs> marginally as the adjective. <laughs>
1: if I had said somewhat, would you have let it pass?
0: No, I would have said the same thing. Oh,
1: okay. Marginally just really hits you.
0: No, it was it was just more so like, it was like a, I'm like kind of okay at my job <laughs> it's like it's not super nice to yourself but i will again we'll let it slide we'll cheer terrible at my job you're very good at your job but
1: so, so no finish listeners if you if you've made it this far we love you we appreciate you i will learn to love patrick line i love jonas corpusalo huge fan like
0: tell me right now who you think the blue jackers should trade Tell me right now.
1: No, that's but, not fair. Because that's a, this is a personal thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jonas Korpasalo, you know my decision on the goalie thing is more of my marketing PR background.
0: Tell the Finns you're sorry.
1: I'm sorry, Finland.
0: I cannot.
1: If I tell you right now that Jeremy and I fully intend on selling organs so we can go to Finland if the Blue Jackets do actually get to go for their european games so
0: don't tell them all that because then they'll meet you there and they're gonna whoop that ass if i have to die
1: in finland i die in finland.
0: <laughs> i'm not dealing if you're listening victoria shout out but i can't tell your mom to yeah your i was home.
1: gonna say just my unfortunately family. you're gonna have to deal with my mother so. mm-hmm.
0: that's on the u.s embassy in helsinki love that's not my business
1: Yeah, well, they'll still interview you and you'll probably have to escort my body back to the US.
0: I can do that, but I will will go ghost mode at the airport. Mm -hmm. I will go ghost mode. I'll be out.
1: But no, Finland, I love you. And I'm sorry, but I don't take back a lot of the things that i said about patrick line
0: <laughs> really shitty apology that was a real shitty apology
1: <laughs> i basically just said sorry not sorry to finland and i really am sorry for that part but here we are um i'm gonna text jeremy 900 times tomorrow when i'm listening to this back for quality control being like i'm a moron take the episode down <laughs>
0: I'm just going to hold on to it when Patrick Line resides with us for seven years, and I blast and it. I, and then...
1: I, the thing is, is, I'm okay with that. I believe in a future that involves Patrick Line. It's just right now, I don't get it, and I'm frustrated. But I still want him to be part of this team, mainly because I don't know what happens if he decides not to sign with us. I'm not ready for that amount of drama. So here we are.
0: Yeah, I just, Patrick Line, you know the the toys that kids have where it's like you put the shape in the shape?
1: Yeah, he's a round, he's a- Square tw- end of the
0: circle. It's just not happening because he's playing in a system that doesn't work for him.
1: That's actually a line in one of my favorite movies, Square Peg, Round Hole. If you've ever seen The Holiday, and if you haven't, quality movie for everyone except cameron diaz (laughs) the rest of it great stuff but no he is currently square peg round hole but i fully believe we're gonna shave those corners down and we're gonna we're gonna figure it out
0: i think i no i think we're just gonna get a new a new a new thing that the, the peg okay, goes fine,
1: in whatever we'll get a new peg board <laughs> Patrick Laine but I can this still doesn't mean I can't be frustrated at the current one that we own
0: very true very true I'll
1: give you that this episode is a cluster
0: uh, listen I'm here for it
1: I'm gonna say the thing that you normally say which is Jeremy we play the Carolina Hurricanes again on Thursday for the mm-hmm. fourth time in a row. Yep. What are you hoping to see on Thursday when we're there physically in person?
0: Only a two-game, two-goal loss. <laughs> Only losing by two. Okay. <laughs> that's all, That's what I hope to see. I just, Carol, I mean, it's exactly what you said, though, right? Like, it's like, Carolina hasn't lost three games in a row all season. They lose two in a row to us. They come out and they say, "I think again, bitch," and they whoop that ass. They're a good team, like they are a good hockey team. Like this, t- like I can think the Blue Jackets were a playoff team, and I would be perfectly okay with us losing to the Carolina Hurricanes every once in a while. Like it's just, they're good and they are better than us. Like they are a objectively better team than the Columbus Blue Jackets, right? And so, I. I'm just here for the snacks. And by that I mean I probably won't get any snacks because I think my fan bucks are out and I really don't feel like reloading it. But nevertheless.
1: I mean, here's a fun fact. You can tell when a for for me anyway, you can tell when a team is good slash better than us regularly when there's a player on that team that I dislike greatly. And over the past three games. I now really dislike Dougie Hamilton.
0: He's so elite. He's so good. He's
1: so good, it's stupid, and I hate him. So I can't hate Sebastian Ajo because that man is the only thing keeping my fantasy team alive. So I can't hate him currently, but Dougie Hamilton, you're up there with Brad Marchand and Austin Matthews, sir.
0: So, I think Dougie Hamilton might be one of the best defensemen. In the oh, United.
1: entirely. He broke like two records the other night.
0: I think he's a better defenseman than anybody we've got. Like, he's so good.
1: He's so good and he scores. So, like, he's just, he's the wonder bread. He's the wonder bread of defensemen.
0: <laughs> That's one way to look at it. Yeah, so, i
1: I, ad- I dislike him.
0: No, I, I hear you on that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and that's the thing, right? Like, obviously, like, the more you play a team, right? Like, the more you start to, like, recognize the players that you can't stand. Like, for me, like, Braden Point, <clears throat> he's probably not very many people's least favorite player in the NHL. And I do dislike Braden. But he's really high up there for me because he's just, like, the Blue Jackets overtime playoff killer. Like, it's just, like, uh ew, like, Braden Point's on the ice, fuck. Like, um, I feel that way about Braden Point i'm trying to get other people who i feel that way about that i'm just like i know not a lot of people dislike you but i can't stand you patrick hornquist but i feel like a lot of people probably don't like patrick hornquist we can't escape that motherfucker like it doesn't matter where he's at like he's always playing us like crazy so yeah there's
1: other ones but we're not playing any of those teams this year so
0: and i think that speaks to like how easily that hatred goes away when it's like like or like that hatred is fueled by the overall frequency in which we are seeing these players <laughs> like
1: yeah but my um hatred for brad Marchand will never die <laughs> yeah after he, broke, after he broke cam's Stick last year just being a dick um
0: i oh, last year two years ago
1: it was last year in the bubble
0: Oh, in the like pre game? Mm hmm. Huh. I don't even remember that play. All I remember is he like bat, like he cross checked the shit out of Scott Harrington in the head (laughs) or like he punched Mm -hmm. him. I forget what it was, but it was like in the playoffs, like the season that we played them in the second round. Yeah, I just remember that. That one I remember. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. But. Yeah, I can't really think of anybody else, I'm just like, absolutely. I feel like I have so much potential to hate. Um, what the fuck is his first name? His last name is Bertuzzi. He plays for Detroit. Oh, I don't know what his first name is. His dad, is, or his,
1: not his dad, his uncle, I think is Todd Bertuzzi. The only person who plays for Detroit that I know their full name is Dylan Larkin.
0: yeah oh tyler bertuzzi tyler bertuzzi bertuzzi is who i cannot stand
1: well we're gonna see them this weekend
0: oh yeah that'll be good though (laughs) that'll be hopefully good for us
1: um yeah, I mean, is that all you hope to see? I mean, to circle back, is that all you hope to see on Thursday?
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like super like, I mean, obviously like Elvis will get the start, right? Like yeah, cause you assume. Yeah,
1: because you got to give Elvis the opportunity to also lose to Carolina. So <laughs> um, I just want, you know what? I don't even care if we win. We probably won't. I just want them to score a goal. Like that's really That's really all I'm I'm asking for. Just one. I don't care who does it. It could be eldest at this point.
0: It could that be Arena would go nuts.
1: It could be towards literally having the puck bounce off his rage and go in to the net. And I would be okay with that, but we shall see. But you know, and briefly speaking, Torch was real mad last night in case no one watched his 25 second press conference. But, and they canceled practice today. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow slash today when you're hearing this. um, What happens when they practice? Maybe he'll throw hot coals at them. Who knows? It's really, really up in the air. But yeah, Elvis will more than likely get a start. Hopefully the sound works this time when we're there since it didn't the last time Jeremy was there.
0: It was just fascinating. It was weird.
1: I'm going to get a pretzel.
0: So I love that. Are we going to get the salt or no salt?
1: Um, I do no salt. Okay. Because of the cheese. But we'll see.
0: I respect that. I do. Well, the good news is that we have our health. And it'll be the first game we go to Nationwide Arena with both of us having gotten a shot.
1: That is true, because you are now half
0: vaccinated. I am. I was half vaccinated with the game I went to with my dad, now that I think about it. But nevertheless, it'll still be. Actually, am I lying? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think I am. Not on purpose, though.
1: I don't think
0: you got vaccinated until the Monday after. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So this will be the first time I'm walking in with my microchip. That's satire, folks. If, if that didn't land, I don't know what I can do.
1: Trust science. Get vaccinated.
0: And also, you're already walking around with a microchip. It's probably what you're listening to this on. <laughs> you're welcome. We're also, in home.
1: We all have social security numbers, so
0: there you are. Congratulations, you are big brother's bitch. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Would you like me to briefly talk about my experience this evening? Oh, I would love that, yeah, for sure. So this evening I participated in the Hockey for Her um, virtual Zoom call. Um, which was hosted by podcast fan favorite, Allison Lucan, um, who I love. We talked about her a little bit on the last episode. She has taught me so much in my hockey journey. Um, She's an incredible analyst and journalist, and she had so many great questions for the stellar guests. It was advertised as the only guests would be um, Janelle and Nick Foligno, um, which they were for about the first 20 minutes. Um, And then to my great surprise and admiration, they were joined by Natalie and Cam Atkinson. Um, And it was really great. If you've never participated, typically this event is held in person, um, but this event is all about talking about the women in and around the game of hockey, both with the Columbus Blue Jackets and around the league and around the various levels of hockey um, from juniors to peewee, all that sort of stuff. Um, And then also how we can start building more bridges within this sport to allow women to further contribute, further get involved growing the sport of hockey to include and feel inclusive because I wanna make that very clear, feel inclusive to women. Um, And I also wanna make it very clear that's all women, women of all shapes, sizes and colors um, because hockey should be an inclusive sport. Um, And we still have a lot of room to grow um, and a lot of things to change. But tonight felt really inspiring. Um, Both of those women, uh, Janelle Felino and Natalie Atkinson are incredibly inspirational. Um, Both of them are career women and moms and have really been advocates for various um, causes since coming to Columbus with their husbands. Um, They're also both the backbone of their families. hold down the fort to allow Nick and Cam to be gone for long periods of time, um, especially with COVID protocols and them being in the bubble last summer and, you know, raising young kids. Uh, Janelle and Nick have their oldest daughter who has a congenital heart defect. Um, And so they talked a lot about the incredible organization that they launched um, over the summer called the Hearts Playbook. Um, And their journey through um, getting their, their daughter through that and all the stuff that they're doing um, in regards to promoting heart health and heart health education. Um, And then they really like, they really, Allison really dove in and talked about, you know, what these two incredible women want to see around the league um, and what they have seen and experienced. And then also Nick and Cam and really being like, how can the two of you act as people who will help to make the league more inclusive? And both of them, um, I think it was a very proud moment. You know, obviously they both talked about how becoming fathers has opened their eyes to a lot more things. Nick in particular, having a daughter and having to teach himself about a lot of the things that she's gonna have to encounter and that she's gonna have to know as she grows up that it's different from what his sons will have to go through. Um, and it was really great. And they told a couple really funny stories, um, one of which is about Cam being super nervous that two years ago when he was in the, <clears throat> the speed competition um, at the All-Star game, that he was going to get beat by a girl um, because they did um, have uh, female or um, members of the Women's Hockey League Um, participating that year at the all-star game. And he did, he did get beat by a girl, um, but she's an incredible girl and an awesome player. And that inspired him to start inviting um, members of the Ohio state women's hockey team to come to battery hockey, his hockey training facility and start teaching classes and start inspiring all of these little girls that are coming in to learn to skate and learn about hockey um, which was amazing, and <laughs> Nick told a really great story about his mom. Um, if you're not familiar, Nick is Nick has an organization based around his incredible mother um, who passed away um, from cancer a number of years ago, but he just talked about how he cannot understand how she was able to balance all four of his siblings playing hockey at the same time, Um, and he talked about a day where they were literally at the ice, like the arena from like six in the morning until nine o'clock at night, because they left at the second period of his dad's game, but all the way through that, all four, like all him and his three siblings, and then his dad were playing. Um, and they got home, she took her shoes off. She grabbed a bottle of wine out of the fridge and said, I'm going to my room. I'm putting my pajamas on and I don't want to see or hear from any of you until tomorrow morning. And then they didn't see their mom again (laughs) until the next day, because bless her heart. That is a lot. Um, And I know that there's a lot of hockey moms and dads out there that really put in the work to you know, encourage their kids, so that was, it was, it was just really great, and it's a really great program, super glad that the Blue Jackets decided to turn it into a virtual event, so they could continue to happen this year, um, but yeah, it was really inspiring, and it also led to me crying over Twitter, and I want Jeremy to explain the text messages that he sent,
0: that yeah, me- because you were you had tweeted about the event, and Got all sorts of love from every guest, from Alice and Luca, and from everybody. So, and Nick and, and Cam. So yeah, I mean, crazy stuff. I, and I, it's it's the kind of thing, right? Like, it's just so clear. Obviously, it's time, right? Like it's time, it's energy, it's resources. But the way that the organization and the way that the team can make so many people tonight feel seen and like feel like they can be a part of the future of this sport and can be a part of the solution to so many of the problems that exist within sports society in general is so powerful and i just hope like at some point this organization can recognize the the ability it has to to do that for folks because i've said it before in other in other avenues like this this organization does not do a good job of making people who are traditionally left out of these spaces feel included in them. And I am so grateful that they are leading the way in creating spaces for women in hockey. I wanna see them do more to create spaces for black women in hockey, for queer women in hockey, for you know, non-binary folks in hockey. Like, I wanna see that next. Like, let's take this energy, this really positive and powerful energy that you felt tonight you and and so many other women who have just become not only fans of the game but like scholars of the game like experts of the game and let's let's give other folks that chance too cuz that's really cool like it's really cool when we do that like that's so dope i want to see more of it and i hope this organization recognizes that it can do that but i'm listen we're getting you somehow some way Laura You're going to be in the room next year and hopefully, hopefully COVID will let you be in the room and asking all the great questions and being the incredible analyst that you are and all that kind of stuff and working with them.
1: Well, I appreciate you saying that and I would probably just cry the whole time, but for anyone who listened to the last episode, if you're curious, they did not ask my question because they didn't ask any of the questions. (laughs) submitted um because and that's not because you know out of a bad thing I think they had every intention of doing so it's just the stories and the answers that the four of them had to Allison and the interaction with Allison um was really just it took the whole hour but it was compelling every single minute of it. Um, and I'm really glad that like kind of last minute I decided that I wanted to do this. Um, I sent Jeremy a picture cause I was multitasking whilst I was on the call and I was uh, dipping and decorating cake pops um, <laughs> because you know, the modern woman multitasks. So she gets her hockey stuff done and her baking necessities as well as doing social media at the same time. Um, you know, cause that's just what we do. But no, it was a really great, a really great event. Um and yeah, I'm just really happy that I decided to participate.
0: I am too. I'm so like that's just so cool. Well, Laura, if people wanted to see the tweets that you sent out after attending the event, where could they do that? And are there other places that they could find the content that we're posting?
1: Why, yes, they can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and 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 it and Instagram um, at Subjectively Pod, um, Twitter is, as we say always, Twitter is going great, Instagram is kind of a game day situation, um, uh, we'll definitely be posting, like, a video or a picture or two on Thursday when we are actually at the game, um, but, yeah, come interact with us, you guys are doing so great, like, on the polls last night, I felt really awesome about the interaction, um, while tweeting during the game. Um, I don't typically have the confidence to do that a lot, but I decided last night that I was gonna give it a try and it worked out really well. So, um, but yeah, interact with us and then rate, review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Um, Again, we would love if you can take a moment to give us a star rating on Apple Podcasts, leave a comment um just you know at this point it's just nice and we would like it so if you want to do a good deed we are up to 11 star ratings on apple podcasts um and you know eventually we'll get there on some more but we'll see so yeah
0: all right well obviously until next time we'll talk to you all on Thursday after hopefully a Blue Jackets win over the Carolina Hurricanes but if not like we said keeping the expectations low for this one we're just here for a good time be well stay safe and we will talk to you all soon bye